This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Australia will weather this current virus storm. The nation will emerge from its darkest hour with time on the clock to score a win. There will be a golden dawn. New heroes and life will blossom across our land. Yes, it's time to bump. It's time to thump and celebrate on the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. Pull them up, pull them on and pack down for bludging on the blind side with the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven and the leading light of long shots, H.G. Nilsson. Let her rip, HG. Yes, uh, TF Much, Cedric Espen, Sump, AO, torching the blindside blue paper once again. That's the power and the poke of the Sumpster in a package right there as he's camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth at ABC Grandstand HQ. And some breaking news right from the top of the show. Our charity partners, the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava, this week... Tremendous news from the Knights. They've, uh, they have several new positions available in their finance department to cope with the avalanche of contributions they've received during COVID-19 in 2022. No, 2020. We're all, well, it might last till 2022. Fingers uncrossed on that one. Anyway, they're looking for 1,500 young Aussies who are keen to step up and have a go with money. If you've been fiddling about with the fives and tens at home and want to step up to the big league handling the 50s and 100s, then send your CV and maybe some video of you in action to Barbed Wire Bob Basmati at Victims of the Punt HQ in your capital city. Uh, Look, these are well-paid jobs. They don't require a lot of um, what I call, you know, muscle power. Don't feel as though you have to be, a, you know, a, a hunk to do them, but just fingers, you know, flexible fingers I think is all you need really. 50s, 100s, put them in a heap, that's all he needs. Now, Hollywood-bound tradies, job keepers and job seekers, welcome to Bludging on the Blind Side and footy season 2020 for another blast of boot. Buffs, right-thinking patriots, God talks to me, pilgrims and mad football freaks. H.G. Nelson opening the blind side dig for another 7-7. to What a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. A great week. A great week. Chock-a-block full of rugby league nuance. Contracts. Are they a thing of the past, I asked myself at the start of the week, and I'm still asking myself at the end of the week. Are they consigned to the ash can of history as an idea that once worked, but now they just stand in the way of an agile and flexible Guru Volandis and his rugby league revolution? Sadly, I think the latter is the case. On-field football action was highlighted this week by the referees and umpires being all the talk. Now... This is interesting. I mean, who, who can remember a score from the last month? But you can all remember the dud refereeing and umpiring decisions. In the AFL, the murderer not happy with killing the game stone dead is now making the few remaining remnants of the caper impossible to follow and understand. No surprises there. And remember, at the start of the Volanders era, the man with the feather-filled jobbers said we would never be talking about referees again. All we're doing is talking about referees and their stupid bloody decisions. It hasn't turned out the way Volandis thought. I mean, Australia, uh, well, this season 2020, it's whistleblowers and their mistakes. That's all we're talking about and their lack of knowledge of the rules. Ten metres? What is ten metres? Do they ever stand ten metres away? Anyway, we get to that in a minute. And the bunker. He's so cactus, and I hope I'm not treading on Roy's toes here, he's so cactus, uh, it's been thrown out with bin light night. And Gus Gould, of all people, 
let's face it, we said it before, we're very big admirers of Gus and all he's brought to rugby league, but he's been pencilled in to lead a review into the whole tweet, tweet, schmuzzle, and then he's going to referee every fixture until the whole mess is flushed. It's going to be great to see him in action in the shorts again. But concerned Aussies, relax. It was ever thus in rugby league. All we ever talked about was refereeing decisions. And as Sooty reminded us this week, that's the uh, skip in Canberra, Sooty, uh, when it rains, everyone gets wet. But two big shocks in, shocks in the last set of seven have rocked the big events that were headed our way. Qatar, remember them? Remember them? Qatar have thrown their hat into the ring for the 2032 Olympics that we were getting for, you know, Southeast Queensland, you know, Gold Coast, Brisbane, you know, Sunshine Coast, etc. Remember, remember how Peter Beattie was stepping up to lead the bid? Uh, you know, he was going to do for the Commonwealth Games. You know, he's going to do what he did for the Commonwealth Games for the Olympic Games and he's going to rope in pound, comma, D full stop to help him out. No surprises there. Remember Qatar nobbled our World Cup bid of yesteryear. One vote for 40 million large. Remember that fiasco? Well, the big Q has pulled that bauble right out from under our feet and the smoky, you know, I suspect they'll do that again, Qatar, with the 2020 Olympics or 2020-32 Olympics and a smoky right out of left field is Russia now looks likely to snare our 2027 World Cup. That's in rugby. Who said they could have it? Who said they were interested who said they could play rugby? I mean, do they know it's the game they play in heaven? Putin, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward through the solidly backed up stoolage of the week's sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go to get a go. And if you've got something already, then for God's sake, get in the queue again for another go. There's a dozen Krispy creams for everyone. Now... Well, I'm super excited about this. It's an unprecedented level of excitement. Australians, to get the blindside barge away from the wharf, let's lock horns with a man who this week went to the other side once again for a shifty at the post-COVID landscape. On previous occasions, as reported here on Bludging on the Blind Side, this man always returned with a glowing report of how everything was tickety-boo in the land of plenty, a world full of employment with lots of statues of Health Minister Hunt made out of toilet paper as far as the eye could see. On his latest trip, this Group 10 Shamrock product found council culture was all the rage in the world beyond. He counted 69 statues torched. They were just reduced to heaps of smouldering ashes and rubble. It was a tight-lipped and very slow, sober BTOB foreign correspondent who returned back across the River Merck to the land of now. The man who took the trip exclusively for the blind side is rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, can we get the bludgeoning on the blind side bunny in motion simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Funky dude! Yes, thank you very, very, very much, H.G. Uh, Nelson, uh, as you say, by any measure. An unusual week, but a great week when you think about it. And again, I turn to quotes, as I yes, often do, when things are good. exceptional, extraordinary. I like the Beware the big man who brags of acuity with his head wedged in the unflushed toilet of dreamlessness. Give me that again. Harry Bath. Yeah. God, he could write. Oh, the great Harry Bath. Think about Harry Bath, HGs. He, he had what I'd call a natural football brain. Mm-hmm. It was a brain that was formed... Rugby league compliant from birth. Yes. It didn't need to be formed. I mean, it was Gee, there. It was all there. It was all there. Like Gould. I, well, that opens up a, you know, a whole cast of characters with natural football brains. Um, Chook. Chook, oh, yeah. Chook. Cam Smith. Yeah, Cam Smith, yes. Natural football. Yes. King Wally. Mm. Uh, Tungsy. Barry Gomisle. 
Well, in a way, yes. He had that's his own the, football brain. That's the exception that proves the rule. Now, uh, Prodigy, oh, God, we don't use that often in this program, do we? Isn't it good to have that word back mm. in our lexicon? Prodigy, Joseph Suari, mm-hmm. he's now officially a bunny, which is great. Uh, but it begs the question is when is a player ready for the NRL? At what age? Now, Mitchell Moses reckons he's ready to go, this bloke. And, uh, Mitchell Moses? Mitchell Moses. Now, I don't often listen to Mitchell Moses. Well, I don't often hear Mitchell I, Moses say anything. No, he's usually <laughs> stum, totally stum. He just plays the game. He just plays the game quietly, gets on with it. I don't know if he's got a natural rugby league brain or not. I don't know. Mm. He hasn't said enough and done enough yet for us to make a judgment. But when he speaks, I'm going to lean forward. Did he use the word prodigy? He didn't use the word prodigy. He just said he's ready to go. Now, whether he's seen the bloke play or not, I don't know. No, well, that seems to be the problem. No, yeah, no, I've seen photos can... of the bloke and yes. he looks ready to go as far as I'm concerned. I saw the photo. He looks terrific. Um, I'm just trying to think of uh, players. Jeff Starling, I think he was 18 uh, when he played for the Kangaroos against uh, New Zealand. Very young player. He was a, a, a tiger, a Balmain tiger. Wade Graham, I think, started very young. Wade Graham may yeah, have started. He's he was a skip. prodigy, prodigy, he's a he's Cronulla. Sh- yeah, shark skip. Shark skip, yeah, 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 prodigy. Um, anyway, I think I the first game I played, uh, first grade, I think I was 16. Because. Mm-hmm. Um, you're big. Well, yeah. And you're but, ready to go. Well, well, Grass just said, give me the card, I'll fill it out for you. And I said, fair enough. He said, because as far as I'm concerned, you're ready. <laughs> different day, wasn't it? It was. It mm, was. A different day. Yeah. Anyway, the, Bro- the Broncos lose David Fafita. Now, it's interesting to um, to see uh, what Lockie's had to say. Remember now, Lockie's on the board of the Broncos. Mm. And Lockie said, uh, and I'm sort of loosely quoting him here, vis-a-vis uh, the loss of David Fafita, he said... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we 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 should have re re-signed him a couple of years ago, but we didn't. No, we 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 just never. No, we never did. He's on the board. <laughs> it's a natural brain, though, isn't it? That can oh, come up with that. He did have a natural oh, no, football. He he, rugby league brain, Lockie. God, yes. Born, born with it. Speaking of Benny, you know, Broncos, when, how young was Benny Eichen when he started playing? He must have been about 12. Yeah, about 12, I reckon. And Tim Brasher was pretty Tim young. Tim Brasher was very young. On the, natural yeah. brains, obviously. Natural. Yeah, perhaps a natural brain, not too sure. Now, the man of feathers, uh, the Class A citizenship, that he, uh, the deal he struck with the Queensland uh, government and the New South Wales government and the, to a lesser degree with the Victorian government, that's still holding. Yes. Um with the Queensland border laws changing and becoming more vigorous, um, not a problem for rugby league players. Now, I don't know if there has been a similar arrangement with the ARL. I don't know if the murderer took the trouble to uh, No, they're get, in trouble. Uh, yeah, I think they are yeah. in trouble. Yeah, they didn't get that agreement, that uh, K&S agreement. I think they have to go out and stay out. Yeah. They can't I, move I think so. and forth. I think that's right. Now, there are rumours uh, of a consortium being formed to lure Cam Smith to the Broncos. And, you know, the more you think about it, see, I, I think Cam, speaking of natural brains, I think we mentioned Cam mm-hmm. earlier. He, I've never seen anyone born with a more fully formed football brain at the moment of conception, mm-hmm. you know, well before birth. Mm. 
well before birth, mm. that instant of conception mm. was fully formed mm -hmm. in that instant. Mm. Amazing. All the th rules were in there. Yeah, everything. You know, yeah. Even the changes yeah. that come how in to, lately. How to referee while you're playing. <laughs> how to, you know, the whole the whole thing was there. Yeah. Born with it. Now, uh, if anyone, the more I think about it, see, he comes off contract with the uh, the storm, storm at the end of this season. Talk of retirement, obviously, but. He said such a purple patch, HG. It's incredible. It, it, it would be criminal for him not to push on. Mm -hmm. Now, if anyone could steer the baby Broncos around the paddock, around the park, it'd be Cam. Mm -hmm. Couldn't he? He could. He'd Natural get better decisions thing. for them. Oh, yeah, no, he'd be he's, great. He would. He would. And he, the people of Brisbane would welcome him they with would. open arms. They love him. Yeah. They love him in Brisbane. Yeah. In fact, wherever he goes, he's loved, isn't he? I mean, people have odd ways of showing it, but but he is loved. <laughs> Cam Smith. Could he be Australian of the Year? Easily. Easily. Now, speaking of uh, potential Australians of the Year, Nick Kyrgios, um, he... Uh, the library. <laughs> well, the thing is, the bloke, he just won't shut up. Now, having labelled Boris Becker a donut, fair call. Yeah, we like that. No disagreement there. No. There wouldn't be a person on the planet who wouldn't think donut whenever they see boom, boom, loom. Um... Now, he's uh, calling Dominic Thiem, Djokovic and uh, Zverev, he's calling them pelicans. Pelicans. This yeah. is because of their um, yes, COVID, COVID uh, behaviour. COVID clinic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, how does he get pelicans? I don't know. No, I don't know why. I don't know if yeah. pelicans good or bad. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I'd feel if someone called me a pelican. I'd probably hit them. Probably. Anyway. Uh, nothing from Nuke, however. No. Nuke stayed out of this one. Out of the, I mean, he was all involved in the donut stuff. He was yeah. right across that. But uh, he might be as confused as everyone by the term. Pelican. Didn't know how to respond. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're. As far as Nuke's concerned, they probably are pelicans. But uh, so what? But he might feel as though they're tawny frogmouths. Well, he might too. Yeah. yeah just sit in a tree and sure, do bugger all. Do bugger all. Mm. Now, uh, Ash Barty has pulled out of the US Open. Oh, shock. I was shocked. Well, it's she's uncertain about the French as well, and the U.S. Open starting to look shaky. HG, it seems. You know, if we imagine a match between COVID nineteen and the United States, you'd have to say COVID's up six blot, six blot at this stage, mm -hmm. going into the third set. Uh, now, there's a push to include uh, cricket in the 2032 Olympics. This is the Olympics that we're hoping to have, as you mentioned earlier in your earlier comments on the Gold Coast. Mm. I hope it's test cricket. Mm, it's got to be. It's got to be test cricket. Yeah. You know, I understand there are logistical issues. Oh. You know, it's got to be over five days and well, I don't know. The round-robin nature of it. You yeah, know, all of obviously. that. Yep, yep. Ball we'll one, just have to two. find a way of doing it. Yeah, no, and no. if anyone can do it, Peter Beattie could. Yeah, Paul, oh, Peter Beattie could. Peter Beattie would be right across that. Yeah. Give him test cricket, give him the Olympics. If anyone could sort it, Peter Beattie could. Won't have a word spoken against Peter Beatty. Mm. Now, uh, just finally, HG, the bloody bunker. It costs a fortune and, again, it's bringing the game into disrepute and, more importantly, ridicule. Yeah, ridicule. Yeah. Ridicule. That's some... When are they going to get rid of this bloody blight? Uh -huh. Well, not only rugby league but on Australia. Yeah. We're a laughing stock. Yeah. 
You know, See. whenever I take a call from anyone overseas, all they want to talk about is the bunker and, you know, how laughable it is. You know, that's how they lead news reports everywhere. Not everywhere. COVID I know. numbers, it's the bunker. New York the Times. Bunker. New bunker York is a joke. New yeah. York Times this yeah. week, that's a fact. Make of that what you will. What makes Australia great? Rugby league and bludging on the blind side. HG. Can I point out that somebody alerted me to this uh, via social media this week. Mm-hmm. 11 letters also spells Brian Taylor. And Peter Blanders. Oh, I missed that one. Mm. Scary. <laughs> 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 yeah, I knew, I knew. And, when the thing... and most importantly, rugby league. Rugby league. Because mercifully, it's not spelt like that anymore. It's rugby yeah. league. Even so, with the new spelling, it's still 11. <laughs> now, can I, can I come to this uh, Sonny Bill Williams? I don't dare count the letters. <laughs> no, don't. Um, look, he's described as a human headline. Can I point out that he's not? Wasn't Darren Hinch the original human headline? Darren Hinch was the original human headline because Darren Hinch would do things beyond his commentary on the uh, radio, television programs he was working on. Mm. He was always, uh, you know... Something calculated to outrage. Perfect. I couldn't put it better than that. Yes. All Sonny Bill does is play rugby league and break contracts. Yes. He doesn't do anything else. No. And the fact that he's an international athlete, Mm. well, that's just rubbish as well. Compare and contrast, and I don't dare count the letters, Usain Bolt. Mm. Now, remember how a year or so ago Usain Bolt came out and had a tryout with the Central Coast Mariners? He did. It was terrific. And he was a bit quick for them, though. Yeah. You know, he got up the park a bit too quick. Well, he was too quick for the ball, wasn't he? Too quick for the ball. He up around the ball all the time. Mm. Now, we come to the human headline nature. Now, here's a few ideas about what they could do with rugby league Mm. to keep this bubbling cauldron of the success of season 2020, which we Mm. need to unpack a bit in a minute. Mm. Can I suggest Dishad Dowling make a return? Now, mm-hmm. we mentioned Dishad Dowling off air in connection mm-hmm. with his tilt again for the uh, United the state, Australia Party. Yes, Clive Palmer in the state in uh, election. Yeah. yeah. It's now, a imagine, very exciting ticket, isn't it? Well, exactly. With the name Dowling there, I mean, it really is gravitas, isn't it? <laughs> well, what I like about it is Dishad, mm. comma, dot. Yep. <laughs> Dowling, comma, dot G. Yep. That's I got it right. Yep. Now, can I also go to... Do we know what his policies are? More rugby league, I suppose. It would be more rugby league and better refereeing. Better standards. refereeing, yeah. Better refereeing yeah. standards. And policing the 10 metres. Oh, Surely please. the Palmer United Party's got an attitude towards that with Dishad <laughs> leading it. I haven't heard Clive come out on no, that. No, nor have I. I'm pretty sure he would be pretty strong. Now, I was reading the Professor of Rugby League Watchings uh, column in the uh, Nine paper this morning from Malcolm Knox, oh, yeah. and he suggested that a, a great... Headline mm. would be get Israel Folau back into rugby league. Oh, now, I think ever. that, do you know what I mean? Yep. And maybe do a bit of uh, religious work on the side with a sanitizer bath. Yes. You know, obviously, you pick people out of the crowd who yeah. want to take the plunge. All right. And in well, they you go. see it some sort of baptismal thing, HG, in the sanitizer bath. Well, I, I certainly see baptismal in the sanitizer bath. That's <laughs> full. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But what I was trying to connect that with is a rugby league event. Oh, yeah. So it's all of a sudden, you know, you do have that extra dimension mm-hmm. that you were pointing out that yes. Sonny Bill doesn't bring. 
Can I just rest on that because before I forget it is, when Sonny Bill left the Bulldogs all those years ago, people mm. asked me, what do I think about it? Yep. And I said, I don't think much about it at all because Sonny Bill doesn't play state of origin. No. That's the greatest test of all in my mind of it all is. rugby league players. He doesn't play for the Kangaroos, which is the next greatest test. He doesn't. And so, so he's a bit of an also-rand who's got nothing going for him really mm. except that he breaks contracts. Now, coming back mm. to other people who could play, how about a team including all the Hopawatis? Well, everyone would love that. Thanks very much. There's, there's quite there's a few a, of them. Well, there's a headline, isn't it? Even just getting them all together for a photograph, that'd be worth it, wouldn't it? He would in That's their a clubber. front page. In their yeah. clubber with, yeah. you know, old man, yeah. you know, the, the original and the best, the finger merchant. And the coach. The back door guy. Yeah. <laughs> Him. Him. And the coach. Yeah. And coach of this new <laughs> Hopawati lineup. Yeah. Now, <laughs> Can I just put two names there that I really think would rock people? Mm. Could we persuade, and I know he's down on his upper, so he may need a quid, Willie Mason, to declare he's coming back to rugby league. No, Another he, dog. There's a, there's a headline. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Who's he playing for, the Hopalwadis or the well, SBYs? Well, I don't mind who he plays for. He could go back and play the dogs. But remember how he wanted to be the most feared forward in rugby league? Well, he Stubborn. was there for a little while. Yeah, about an hour and a half. Yeah. Now, yeah. he's had a big run of outs, which we may get a chance to talk to because he's been partying hard. Mm. I just hope he hasn't lost that edge. metre or two in pace. <laughs> or metre or two in pace. Yeah. And this is right out of left field, but I think mm. it could work. Yeah. How about we talk John Eels into swapping codes? John Eels? I just think as a name. Whoa! Do you see what I mean? They're headlines. They are headlines. All of those people are head- sure. human headlines. Sure, sure, sure. And you'd never hear the end of it. Mm. You know, all the people... I thought where you were going with this is why not get Sonny Bill Williams while he's here to maybe play for the Central Coast Mariners or something like that. Not not a, not as a forward or anything, just in goal. <laughs> now, you've read my mind partially because yeah. I do think that we've got to value add this Sonny Bill trip. Uh, See, I suggested opening the bowling in a big bash side. Easy. Uh, yep. Playing in the, I'm not sure what's happening to the Australian Open golf, but I'd love to see him turn out for that. Yeah. And is it too far to suggest he pack down in, say, some sort of supercar event? Now, I noticed the supercars, yeah. I think, this weekend are in Darwin, so they, he's missed oh, that. Yeah. But that would have been a great button. I know he's in Australia, yeah. and sort of, I think you could get Class A citizenship yeah. into Darwin and back okay. into quarantine. Yeah, it's certainly and, worth uh, reaching out to the. Uh, Northern Territory Government to see if something could happen, but that, that would be fantastic. And don't forget, isn't uh, Noodles calling him out? Well, exactly. That was the other thing. Now, mm. opening up that can of worms, yeah. you see, it appeared this time last week that it was Stool v Drool. Yeah. Now it looks as though it's Noodles well, v Drool. Well, Noodles has put his hand up. He's this already, is, and says he can take him. Yeah. This is Barry Hall. Barry Hall, yeah, the former Didn't swan. Trainer Lewis say pound for pound he's the, he's the hardest hitter he's ever seen? Barry Hall? I think the best footballer to play. Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry. The best footballer to step into. Has the he seen Sonny Bill? Though? No, he hasn't. Of course, he hasn't. No. Well, well that's a tantalising prospect, isn't it? Sonny Bill and Noodles, and on uh, the Gold Coast. Well, I, I understood that they might be able to get uh, you know Class A citizenship for the day. Yes. Out at uh, Stadium. Stadium Australia. Yeah. <whistles> I mean. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, there's a headline, isn't it? See, that's what we need. Mm. And I'll tell you why is that uh, the professor of TV watching Rugby League said uh, if everything was sunshine and rainbows in the world of Rugby League, why is the NRL losing so many viewers? Yeah. Now, I I, I, I don't believe those figures. No, can I just say we're not doing this, we're reporting this as facts from somebody else, not us. Yeah. 
We think they've added because a... everyone I know is watching rugby league. That's the message you're that's getting. The, yeah, and you polled your street pretty extensively. Well, not my street, just people I know. Yeah, but when you walk around your street, you yeah. hear rugby league coming I out do. of a lot of houses. I do. Yeah. Quentin Hull and yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew and, Moore. Yeah, Thursday night, Friday night, they're yeah. always, you know, no matter where you go. It's appointment viewing in your part of the world, it isn't is, it? It is, it is. Now, as the Herald, this is the Nine newspaper revealed, the game has dropped a million television viewers uh, after almost a quarter of its audience since resuming from its COVID-induced pause. Mm. Got off to a terrific bang, I think. They had 300 million viewers around the world. Mm-hmm. Now they've obviously got about 1,500. Yeah. But that's just yeah. those sort of numbers. Now, isn't league's resilience and recovery meant to be the envy of the sporting world? Mm. It's a million person, million dollar question, but uh, it's not adding up. Now, uh, there's an interesting thing here. Bookmaking forecasts, which business business academic Hunter Fujak has quantified, predict bigger spreads than any other time since 2013 in the game. Since 2013? I know. Just imagine that. That's far back. I know. Seven years ago. Yeah. A fast game is a good game. But when it's speeding up, the inevitably predictable result, the inevitably inevitability of a predictable result, it's also hastening viewers progress towards the off button. Mm. So what he means is that once they get going, it's pretty obvious who's going to win. Uh, And most of the time it's Roosters and Melbourne Storm who seem to take advantage. Yeah. Now, I'm just wondering if Sonny Bill... Mm -hmm. And Joseph Swale. Well, a lot of viewers, if they've gone away, will come back with Sonny Bill there, you'd have yeah. to think. Do you think, Wouldn't though, they? going to the Roosters, I see, mm. as you pointed out previously, yeah. you know, maybe go to a team that's a bit weaker yes. than the Roosters because yes. they're even so up the, the competition. Yeah, if he was a Titan, you know, Titan v Roosters, Sonny Bill's involved. Fantastic. It would be compulsory viewership oh, no. right electric, across Australia. Electric. Yeah, you wouldn't get a dry eye in the house no. when Sonny Bill ran out in the Titans' car. Yes, the sacrifice. The sacrifice. Yes, boy. I know. You know, his heart for rugby league. Yeah. This way, it just looks as though he's out here for the 150000 a week he's going to get. Very disappointing. <laughs> yeah. And then I'd love to see him get involved, Cam Smith style, in refereeing the game. No, yeah. you're wrong there, ref. Well, he's a bit quiet, Sonny Bill. He doesn't do much of the refereeing, does he? No, Unless he doesn't. he's changed under the tutelage there at the Wolfpack, but I don't think so. <laughs> I think he just uh, tries to let the uh, footwork do the talking. He does. He does, yeah, and we've got to assume his footwork slowed down a little bit. Then we get to the Swali incident, yeah. And what I like about this is mm. that um, they're the sort of. Can I point out mm. before I come to that? Mm. Uh, are you worried at all about the contract bending yeah. here, yeah. whereby oh, you can rev up a contract and then go and get signed another contract with another club? Well, anybody could do that. David Fafita, mm. who's just signed with the Titans, you could think, oh, no, I'll go back to the Broncos, rip it up if he wants to, yeah. Who's yeah. policing this? Well, there's no policing of rugby league contracts, HG. It's always – and twas ever thus. I know. I know. Twas ever thus. Most players just want to play with a team that's winning. Yes, I accept you know, that. So you think, oh, well, you know, I'm playing for St George at the moment. We're not winning. I'd rather play with Storm. They're winning. So I might go and play with the Storm. So that means somebody could ring up Israel for Lau and say, yeah. oh, Izzy, you know, would you like yeah. to come back and play the last one? And he'd games? say, oh, well, who's winning? Yeah. <laughs> Are you winning? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's the way it goes. See, the NRL's mission statement, according to Professor Knox, mm. uh, says the cap assists, this is the salary cap, assists in spreading the playing talent so that few better resource clubs cannot simply outbid the other clubs for all the best players. Well, that's oh, bullshit. Yeah, that, that's rubbish, that is, because what, what uh, you're overlooking is what I call the brown paper bag. Mm. 
Mm. You know, any CEO mm. worth his or her salt in rugby league since 1908, you've always got to have plenty of brown paper bags in the boot. You've got to. Now, the suggestion is that Cronk, yeah. who left last year. Cooper, yeah. Yeah, Cooper, him, yeah. Uh, got a nice pathway into prosperity mm. as part of obviously his. Yeah. yeah. You remember how they got him from the storm and they all did. that sort of stuff? Yeah. Had a couple of years. Yeah, well, he had a falling out with Cam. Don't know what that was about. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was Barbara's ring had anything to do with it, as some are suggesting. I don't think that's right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but brown paper bag. Uh, you know, and if yeah. your brown paper bag's empty, make sure you've got a diamond ring in it. Terps, Mytho, Bleach and hand sanitizer in equal parts. Try it. What have you got to lose? This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, yeah, coming to Suwali, then uh, obviously his uh, signing with Souths. Yep. Now, what a coup, eh? Yeah, incredible. What coup. a coup for the quiet man of Lee. True, I hadn't Wayne thought of it. Bennett. Yeah, a yeah. wonderful coup. He can handle young players too, Wayne Bennett. Yeah, better than anyone. Yeah, better than anyone, yeah. yeah. Now, um, they, they, the signing may bring South Sydney closer to another premiership, mm. but then for every gain in expediency, according to the prof, is a loss of integrity. Now, this is a weird thing yes. to raise in relation to rugby league. Loss of integrity? Rugby league? <laughs> Losing integrity. <laughs> what? Now, when did it ever <laughs> when have did it? Have it? <laughs> yeah. So the waving of the 18 year. This is to do with him playing at 17 and not 18. Oh yes. Now they got a rule in there to say that uh, the minimum 18 is the minimum age. Yeah. NRL players. An excellent. This is uh, the prof says an excellent reform that put the welfare of young people first. Uh. Um, might win the league one future star and drive another one into the rugby union coffin because he's obviously yeah. uh, come from rugby union, Suwali, yes. to play rugby league. Yeah. But it's also possible Suwali's reasons might be contained in the throwaway line Brad Fittler offered after seeing him play a union match. I think he only touched the ball twice. Mm. In other words, the attraction of rugby league is that it's a more enjoyable game for a gifted outside back to play and league should have confidence in this appeal without yeah. needing to drop all the hard one welfare yes. principles, paying the price, dot, dot, dot. Well, I that's see. a bit elaborate there. Yeah, it is. But coming mm. to Freddie's quote, mm. uh, this is great. Brad Fittler can still remember sitting in the stands of Scots College last year and being blown away mm. by Suwali. They This is the kid who touched the ball twice? Yeah. God, what did he do with the ball those two times he had it to blow Freddie away? Well, I'm not sure. We'll Was it just his composure? <laughs> <laughs> do you know who's blown away? They found him in Bondi Beach, Freddie? He's blown that far <laughs> away from Scots College to Bondi Beach. Yeah. Now, New South Wales origin coach is not... What was Freddie doing watching a game yeah. of rugby? Well, hang on. Yeah. He's not entirely sure why he went to the Saturday afternoon Oh, he's again. not sure why. No, no. He just found himself there. <laughs> 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 afternoon clash against King's School, but amidst the buzz mm. was beginning to build around Suwali and that was part of the attraction. I knew Joseph was playing. This is Freddie. Right. I knew Joseph was playing and that was part of the reason. That he went. Yeah, that was a lot of the reason. In fact, I was hoping, to get, uh, I was hoping he'd get the ball, but he barely touched it. Mm. But, but he was blown away. Well, he was blown away, but he still looked good for them. He looked good. He, he took an intercept for a try and made a couple of breaks and set up a try. Scott's won the game right on the bell. Oh. I thought, man, that's not right, is it? Right on the bell, they won just by the barest of margins. It must have been. Time could have run out and no one have heard Swali ever again. Yeah. 
Well, hang on. He's touched the ball twice, but he's got an intercept try here and there's a couple of other things he's done yeah, to get him over the line just on the bell. Yeah, well, that's the weird thing is maybe Did he Fred, win the game for him? Freddie can't count. Maybe he touched the ball ten times. Maybe, yeah. Now, <clears throat> I thought I thought the stand was going to come down. Mm. That's, <laughs> he's blown away and the stand's going to come down. But Joseph had it all. This is Fred. He had it all. <laughs> he read the game and he had the skills. He'll have no problem making it in the NRL before he turns 18. That's, that's uh, Fred's... Uh, Position. Well, what's tacit to that is he's suggesting that this Suwali kitty has what we call a natural a rugby, rugby league, league brain. Matt Preston is 11 letters. Gary Megan is 11 letters. Bludging on is 11 letters. The blind side is 11 letters. Interested? So are we. Here on Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, coming to this, Suwali's uh, got a $2 million deal, four-year deal, mm-hmm. uh, on the table from South, can put the pen to paper. It's on Saturday when he turns 17. That's today. Yep. Uh, so today's uh, the Suwali signing. Day. Yeah, Suwali Day. Oh, great. W- would that be lead the Channel 9 News? Is that a headline? If Sonny Bill turned up, is he allowed out of to appear there at the he signing? He could Zoom. Oh, yeah, if in a hazmat suit or something like that. Yeah. Just be great Whoa. to have him there in terms of publicity. Be brilliant. Wouldn't Absolutely, it? that would be great. Mm. And maybe fly Cameron Smith in for the day. Yes. Handing over the baton. Yes. To the new generation. Yes. Wouldn't that be great? And mm. maybe, I don't know, someone from the past, someone like John Quayle to be there just to give it his blessing. <laughs> don't know. It's an idea. I'm starting to like it. <laughs> now. Let's turn it into an event. Hit, uh, Fittler, Hitler, Fittler merely hopes he pursues the code he loves the most, not the one that pays the best. Oh, Freddie. That's Why would weak. he say that? I know, that's madness. That's absolutely crazy because obviously he loves rugby and now he's turned to rugby because of the money. Exactly. <laughs> Playing the code that pays the most dollars is very dangerous. Dangerous? I, this is Freddie. I just hope he plays the game he really wants to. To put a 16-year-old in the newspaper and talking about all this money is a bad look. Nobody wins. The biggest story right now is about a 16-year-old who never played the game. I'm not I'm not sure that that's what our game is about. Now, you can see where I come from yeah. now. It's the human headline, Sonny Bill Williams. Yeah. He offsets that how. Yeah. Yeah. It would be different yeah. if Sonny Bill had had a liver, liver transplant or something like that yeah. and he was struggling on crutches, you know, Yana Pittman style, throws yeah. away the crutches, I'm ready, got yes. the jumper on, all this stuff. Yes. I mean, yeah. Sonny Bill doesn't do It's not his go. No, it's not his go. He's not suggesting that he's... I mean, had he come here, Sonny Bill, said, all right, all right, I don't want to be paid nothing. Exactly. I'm here because I love rugby league. Yeah. I love the Landers. And where do you want me? Where yeah. do you want me to play? I'll play, I'll be a Titan, I'll be a Berry. I'll do anything you like. Just use me. Well, then people would have thought, what a terrific bloke. He's a Kiwi, but he's got a lot he's of heart. He's got a lot of heart. Mm. And that would have been a wonderful headline mm. for rugby league. But it's not. You're right. No. You're right. It's just a bloody dodgy, cooked-up, contract-dodging <laughs> bludger. Please. <laughs> From the shaky aisles, who's here to run around with a bloody wheelbarrow while the world throws money into it. <laughs> 
an Australian confused by the terms multi, pick the score, first try scorer or pick the margins, Bludging on the Blind Side provides a free helpline service. Dial 1800 Backdoor Benny and make an appointment for the whole family. Uh, Roy, now there was a very sobering story about rugby league and money or rugby league and money this week in concerning mates who we've mentioned, uh, Willie Motion, yeah. who lost 500000 which he earned from, I assume, the game of rugby league yeah. and maybe a bit of property here and there, yep. lost at 500000 The only thing I can think of is the headline ran, you know, uh, Mace loses 500000 by partying ha- hard with property investors. Oh, Lord. It's a, it's a cautionary tale, it is, isn't it? Exactly, a cautionary it's tale. It's a cautionary tale. Exactly. I mean, I've always advised rugby league players to look at rugby league history. Now, okay, you leave the game, you've got a little bit of money there, Buy a pub. That's what we used to do back in the day. You'd buy a country pub and you'd make a fortune. Yeah. You'd be set for life. Set for life! People think rugby league sets you up for life. It, it doesn't. doesn't. It just sets you up for another fall financially. Yes. Now, the first a bit of shrinkage for the day, the loot on offer in Bludging on the Blind Side is another double VHS video, and this one's of the Olympic Games, and wait for it, your favourite Olympic Games, Roy, Atlanta, 1996. Oh, the toilet! Exactly. <laughs> the toilet. There's uh, This is volume, uh, I think, 11 in the series. No way. Yeah, the toilet's volume 11 well, I just got in the series. Oh, yeah, I know. Shaky, chills, chills. I know, I know, yeah. I can see it. Shivers. Anyway, that's it. Uh, two VHS is still in the shrink wrap. Uh, the official films of the Olympic Games, Atlanta, 1996. For some lucky listener who can answer the following question. Which rugby league player had a fully formed football brain at conception? For now. This is the Church of Football Redemption. Bludging on the blind side. With the collection tray and a slab of fruit and nut, it's those lively lags and the double XL shorts, Roy Slaven and HG. Nelson. Roy, who are we talking to? Yeah, we're joined by uh, Jason, who's joining us from Wollongong. How are you there, Jason? I'm, I'm very good. How are you this morning? Yeah, very well indeed. Now, uh, how you'd be following uh, St George Illawarra, I would have thought. Oh, absolutely. Jason. Cracker of a game the other night. We were pretty unlucky again. Very unlucky. Rod by the referees. Yes. Yes. But uh, as you've been talking about, this is a regular regular thing every week, I think. Yes. Yeah. The refereeing standard has never been lower, has it? No, no. I think you were talking about a big blight on the game a few weeks ago. Yeah. I put the referees and the forward passes coming from dummy half. Yeah. As, uh, Look, what gets one. up a lot of people's noses is it, it appears that the referees treat the eastern suburbs and the storm differently to every other club. Well, when you've got uh, Cam, who think, as you yeah. said, thinks he's a referee. Yep. It, it doesn't help. No. Well, I think Roy suggested that uh, the Storm are allowed to have as many forward passes as yeah, they, they like. Yeah, they can. Yep. And oh, they're, never, they're allowed, they're allowed three forward passes a set. Uh, I think so. Absolutely. <laughs> they're never back 10 metres. No, ever. they don't have to go because back 10 metres. The, the, unfortunately, the one referee situation means that the policing of the ruck is the only thing you can monitor. That's right. And Cam's always in the ruck getting in his ear saying, oh, they're not back. Oh, you're right, Cam. Tweet. 
That's how it works. Yeah, look, I, maybe they should put someone special on just to look at the forward passes. But the problem is the bunker can't even look at them on the video replay. That needs to be changed. Yes. yes well, but would you trust the bunker? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think maybe Phil Gould could be put in there just just yeah. to check the forward passes. Uh, yeah. And uh, do you see Gould as the saviour for all of this? I mean, uh, we said at the start of the, the program he's going to referee every match until it's fixed, and I think that would be a terrific addition to the uh, yeah. you know the rugby league canon at the moment. Yes. Do you see uh, absolutely. It would be good to see him pulling the shorts again. I imagine they'd be a few sizes larger than they were back in the day, but yeah. you never know. You never well, know. Well, the thing uh, that worries me about it is, um, I've got to say this in all honesty, is some people I've heard don't like Phil Gould's ideas on rugby league. I don't know if that's true or not, but... Mm. Uh, some people seem to have a hump with uh, Phil yeah. and his involvement in rugby league because he's too connected with the various clubs. And mm-hmm. if we've got problems with, uh, you know, Roosters and uh, Storm at the moment, we may end up having problems with Penrith and Souths in the future. Yeah, that's true. I'm not true. knocking them. Yeah. I mean, I just... We need someone it as who, I say come, it. Yeah, who comes without prejudice. Yeah, that's right. And it's very hard to find someone in rugby league without prejudice, I'd suggest to you, Jason. Yeah, I think so. Everyone's everyone's got their dibs on somebody. Yeah. But, uh, yes. Now, Jason, these reports we're getting that people are, you know, people aren't watching rugby league anymore on television. Yeah. Is that your understanding? No, it's not we've mine. We've been watching every game, and yes, and I must say that they've all been crackers. As I said, the, the last few weeks have had some incredible games and yes. very close, and yep. and really, again, unfortunately, it's come down to so many refer- poor refereeing decisions. Sure. Them, but the quality of the game has been outstanding. Sure. And what about your, your, your colleagues, your mates, your friends, your well, family? Are they all watching? He's a, a career or a long-time St George supporter and, yeah. um, and he, he thinks the games have been fantastic as well. Right. Good. We're just a bit puzzled by the six again rule. I think you were talking about um, going back to the rule of unlimited tackles and yeah. we'd just like a call or something from the ref to know why they're giving the, the uh, six that's again. That's an excellent observation. It's, much automatic, it's you know, baffling. Like it is baffling. Every few minutes, so six again, six again. Yeah. And I, can't, I blame Cam Smith for this. A lot of oh, it. absolutely. Now, yeah, can absolutely. I just get your thoughts before Roy sets out the question? Rugby league and integrity, are those two words that you often use in the same sentence? Constantly. I mean, oh, good. Right. <laughs> good. Uh, yeah. we, we've actually got a banner here. Yeah. Uh, it says that. It says rugby league. Integrity. But I would have thought that, that you blokes would have been on the integrity unit. Well, we, were, we weren't asked. Right. We were happy to serve. Yes. We were happy to uh, do the Australian thing and step up and have a go with the integrity problem, but we're not asked. No. The, the COVID safe baths, I think, have got you probably. Got your hands well, the biosecurity. Well, the biosecurity. Well, well, that's, that's a never ending job. And, and the thing about 11s, it seems to be consuming you quite a bit. Yeah. Well, that's Has obvious. Karen I, been in touch? Well, why has that been kept from the Australian public, the problem of I, 11s? I don't know. Mm. I really don't know. And you were talking the other week about cricket and the 12th man in cricket and whether it had mm. something to do with the apostles. And I thought that maybe uh, you didn't know, but in cricketing circles, the 12th man is actually known as Judas. Yes. Ooh, I didn't and know that. Usually he's a well-known 11ist. Now, with that sobering thought, um, Jason, can we let uh, Roy set the question and have a swing at it? Yeah. Just before I ask the question, Jason, are there any pubs owned by footy players near you? Yeah, well, a bit further down the coast. Yeah, Mick Cronin. Yes, Mick Cronin. Mick had the Gerringong pub, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, there was a bit of a a COVID... uh, COVID outbreak down there recently, Ooh. so I don't know whether... Mick might need a call from you, actually, about some um, about, COVID-safe restrictions. Uh, about putting Maybe in the that idea about bath. dunking people in the bath. With a sort oh, of that, yep. that's where we start. Yep. 
Now, now, uh, Jason, which uh, rugby league player had a fully formed football brain at conception? Cam Smith. Absolutely right, Jason. The uh, of the official films, the Olympic Games, the double pack of Atlanta, nineteen ninety six on VHS. We'll get it out to you as soon as we can. As soon as the parcel section of Australia Post bothers to knock on your door. Anyway, thanks very much for being part of Bludging on the Blind Side. Bye now. The painting had them reeling back in awe. The smoking gun, the AFL Supremo and the Taubmans were dancing an attractive rumba before the eyes. Suddenly the crime was there for all to see, even those bludging on the blind side. Now, Roy, I know the news is pressing, but uh, just let me set this out to give people something to think about uh, uh, over the news. Uh, This comes from uh, Craig. He says, I could not pass up the opportunity to pass this on to you while browsing through the local print media. Uh, For now, not only were subjected to the cloak and dagger antics of the murderer, Mm. we have to the chance to smell, uh, to sample the smell of death itself. And what he's found is the AFL Premiership Cup fragrance is being marketed. Really? It's all 18 teams available. You what? can shop online or pick it up in store so you can smell like a Richmond Tiger or a Hawthorne Hawk or a Sydney Swan or wherever you, whoever you follow. fantastic? And they're all separate fragrances. Yes. And they all say football and they all say, I don't know, sink the sherret, slipper into the sherret. Yeah, right. Isn't that a wonderful promotion? Now, why has it taken so long? Yes. You know, say 100 years of merchandise yeah. to get to, to a To come fragrance. up with a rugby league. Fr- is, is it AFL for, fragrance. For, I mean, the rugby it, league will be on this straight away. Is it poor hom HG or? No, I've got to be honest here. It's eau de toilette. Uh, yeah, I know, no, but yeah, is, no, know. is it the... for males or females or No, both? I think it's for the whole family. The whole family. And I'm not sure what it does, whether it's meant to be... smell for all. Does it give you that sort of magical pheromone that attracts you? You mean a, tap on, the, you. a yeah. tap on the wrist and a tap on either side of the cheek sort of thing? Sort of, of thing, it, yeah, behind the ear or...? Behind the ear, and away you go. <laughs> away all of a sudden the trousers are on the floor. Ah. The sloops are pointing north. Exactly and right. the sheets are being held up. As long as you don't overuse it and go silly and start... Yeah, putting, it, putting, it, putting it in your underpants and yeah. under your arms. Yeah, it won't work. <laughs> it won't work. But, you know, it's twenty four ninety nine. Do you think that's a bit dear? <laughs> For what you're getting. <laughs> I, I mean, I suppose if we're I, I, you're here, you're going to have to, I'm going to suffer because I can't. Well, how long is it going to be for, before rugby league? I mean, rugby league's way behind in the perfume stakes. There's never been a, a unless there's a Cam Smith. Ah, personalised players. Yeah. The, the Sunny Bill. Smell the like Sunny Bill. Smell like Sunny Bill. Well, that's the headline we want. That'd yes. Be perfect. That'd be great. Well, to he's get got plenty of time on his hands. Why can't he come out and... with a perfume? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> It'd just be to see that mm. on the front of his jumper. Yeah. You know, something like, remember, you can smell like me. <laughs> Go do dot, dot, dot. Yeah. You know. Oh, look, I just don't know. This is a, I think this is available at Chemist too. Chemists. You don't have to go anywhere like a, mm. you know, Okay. AFL out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've got to be careful. I mean, uh, if you're smelling like a tiger, be careful where you go. <laughs> this is the bigger picture from the top rung of the stepladder at the MCG with Kane Corns holding the binoculars. Relayed to footy heads across Australia by bludging on the blind side. Yes, and now it's time for a few emails. If you want to get in touch with the show, email-wise, roynhg at abc.net.au, the following have on the mojo wire, Roy. Uh, yeah. Now, uh, this comes from uh, Timbo, HG. Oh, Timbo, yes. 
describes uh, himself as an art student. What? Yes. I know. Why would you do that? <laughs> See? You just you ask just, him for trouble. He, he doesn't get it. No. Ask him for trouble. Doesn't if get he it. said. Tradie. Thanks, thanks very much. We'd Climber. be sitting up. And, I know. Yeah. I know. Proud of him we'd be. I know. I know. An That's art student. Is that the first time we've ever? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. In all the years we've done it. In all the years. <laughs> Try to warn them off and they still keep getting in. Anyway, he says the, um, the COVID affected NRL season may have answered an age-old question. What comes first, the crowd or the stink? Or put another way, does the stink attract the crowd or does the crowd incite the stink? Like many NRL followers, I was taken aback when the season restarted to observe a total lack of stink on the field. No niggle, no elbows, no face work. At the end of the game, the player behaviour was gentlemanly. Lots of good to see you, mate. Well played. Good luck next week. As the season has progressed, I've observed that the level of stink has gradually increased. Mm. I cite Tigers v Bunnies round nine. Reynolds kicks Campbell in the head. Mitchell stiff arms Reynolds. Good old-fashioned stink behaviour. Other games also displayed a definite escalation in both quality and quantity of stink. Based on the evidence of the NRL 2020 so far, I believe the cause-effect conundrum can be cracked. Crowd begets stink. Bigger crowd, bigger stink. Whilst this discovery in itself is an important advancement in human understanding, it does pose a bigger question. Could the crowd stink correlation, the CSC, be modelled into a mathematical formula? Is there a simple coefficient? Is the relationship linear or non-linear? If a formula could be derived, it might revolutionise sport writ large. For example, planning medical support. Just ask how big will the crowd be? Apply the CSC formula to predict the level of stink and resource the medicos accordingly. Wow, I thought it's true. Designing new stadiums. Don't ask what size crowd do you want to hold. Ask what size stink do you want to incite? Then apply the CSC formula backwards and reverse engineer the stadium. It's an excellent thesis. It is, isn't it? And I hadn't thought of the Petri dish being the COVID, uh, you know, no, that's season exposed of 2020. It, yes, that's right. It's, it's allowed us it. to show a light yes. in, into something. Into something that yeah. we haven't been able to do before. He says as an aside, could it be that the Roman Empire had mastered the formula? Think of the Colosseum, big engineering, big crowds, big stinks. Yeah. Suppose that's right. Well, for an art student, he's tremendous knowledge of rugby league and history by the looks. Yes, or, yes. Or rugby league ideas. <clears throat> I know, but as an art student, though, this is suggesting he could be better pointed towards mathematics or something like that. Could I suggest plumbing? Plumbing. <laughs> you know. Yes. I mean, that's where you get these ideas on the job, you know, you do an hour's work. And there'd be a lot of mates around that you could discuss these ideas with. I mean, if you raise this with art students, they're going to... Scratch their heads. Scratch their heads and, and walk think away you're an idiot. And think you're an idiot. But exactly. it, you know the the discipline, the commitment to the subject matter. Yes. First class. First yeah, class. Absolutely first and class. And obviously, Miss Lady's vocation. What else have you got? There? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now uh, Chris has been invo- Hi, uh, in touch. He says it's a fundamental part of Australian culture that players should be able to offer a little commentary or criticism to the refs in the great game of rugby league. Mm-hmm. Uh, whilst uh, Adam Fenua Blake's comments clearly overstepped the mark, uh-huh. I wonder if there should be some official guidance for players as to what oh. or what is or not permissible. Mm-hmm. For example, on which side of the line should the following fall? Goose. Can you call a ref a goose if he blows the whistle? Oh, well, goose. I think you can with a humorous twang. Yeah, oh, maybe. Oh, that's the way you say it. Yeah. yeah. You're blind. Oh. oh, come on now. You're kidding me. Something wrong with your eyes? How much did they pay you? 
Wow. Some well, of so them. you're asking for trouble with some of them. You are. <laughs> you are. <laughs> yes. Well, they might get a real answer. Yeah. They'd be shocked. Yeah. Yes. Thousand a point. Thousand a Yeah, I'm getting a thousand a point, mate, and you're off. <laughs> That's right. Now, the other thing there is, yeah. is um, I did raise at the time that you weren't allowed to hear Fanua Blake say what he said, no. but everybody could print it. Yes, and everybody that's could right. run in the television. I didn't get that, or the radio. I didn't get that. Yeah, yeah. It's a bizarre world, isn't it? So in rugby league, there's a separate set of yeah. writing instructions yeah. vis-a-vis what can is tolerated. Yeah. But outside the rugby league world, you seem to be able to open slather. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Now uh, this is um, come from Brad. He says, while not wishing to cast any aspersions in his direction, given the quality of his work and the kicking and screaming department, I've made a disconcerting discovery regarding John Glenn's 11 letters. Well, we mentioned this earlier in the day. Is he hiding in plain sight, dragging people K&S and stuffing his trousers with golden feathers seemingly in the best interest of the greatest game of all and the sport of kings, whilst, in fact, he's strengthening the hold of his the insidious organisation on global politics, international sport, and simultaneously striking at the institution at the very core of Australia's social fabric, rugby league. Can you please tell all of us bludgers how much deeper this organisation has penetrated and what the quiet Australian can do to resist a Levinist's increasingly... Yeah, increasing interference in our society. Well, can I just say for a start we're talking about it? Oh, you national know, conversation, I yeah, know. Uh, up yeah. until about six months ago, no, no one, one was mentioning 11 and the influence no, of 11, 11 on yeah. the community. Yeah. But we're talking about it. We've started a national conversation. We're getting more and more people involved. People are taking time off watching rugby league to have conversations in their own and area. people are counting again. Counting. People yeah. are counting again. Yeah, they are. Nick Kyrgios, 11 letters. I rest my case. I know. What comes after 10? 11. Now, I've got to say, though, is that I'm not sure what will be able to be done about it. We've got uh, the politics is full of problems of, uh, yeah. you know, COVID, et cetera, and planning authorities yes. and the Womberall collapse and uh. Narrabeen Lakes, et cetera, going higgledy-piggledy. Yeah. I mean, we're just going to have to wait till some of this other stuff, some of these minor acts have gotten out the road and we can really focus on the big issues. Yes, the big issues. Can we, could you call a, 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 a ref a pelican? If he blew, you pelican. Well, I, I do worry about these things. You know, after a while, I mean, I'm not sure how the original Norse words were used. Mm. Were they used? They weren't used. Oh, you mean uh, the dirty words? The dirty words. Yeah. Thanks very much, Jarvid, me and Dad. Yeah. Uh, look, can I just say is mm. they weren't you? maybe they weren't used in the way that we use them. Oh, they probably so, weren't. No, thanks. So you could But use, the Norse were up to a bit of, you know, they, they went in pretty hard, you Norse. Yeah, just rough language, rough people. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't want to be no. hanging about when a longboat blew in <laughs> true, with a couple true. of Norsies you, on board. You with run for cover. Exactly. Yeah, well, we've got a story about that in a minute. <laughs> now, can I just say mm. that you could use terms that you don't like out of the world around you, mm. like let's say you had a hump about high-rise building or oh, Housing yeah. Commission flats or something yes, like that. Yes, yes, you yes. Housing Commission flat. See, it's in the way you say it, but then it gets traction as being a term of abuse yes. and the rest of the, you know, in 20 years' time, people are thinking, oh, how do that, why do yeah. we call people housing commission flats and don't like it when sure. we hear people saying it? Well, what you're suggesting is language is a changing thing. Thanks very much. It's a changing thing. It's a changing thing. So there might have been days in the past when to be called a pelican was good. was terrific. Yeah. You think, oh, you get home and think, hey, Mum, Dad, guess what? I'm a pelican. 
Oh, wacky. Tweet, tweet. Oh. <laughs> now, I've been, I've been told the word geek, for instance, has a similar origin. Oh, yeah. That it was a term of abuse mm-hmm. originally, but now it's sort of okay, um, you know. Well, geeks are tolerated, aren't they? They are, they are. We, we don't yeah. punch Language them in the head changes. anymore like we used to in the old days. No. You know, if you saw a geek, you just lash <laughs> out. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so the world has changed. Uh, yeah. We've become more tolerant. Now. Now, <clears throat> notice the disqualification of alligator blood in the Magic Millions guineas yeah. resulted in the horse 11 uh, being elevated as the winner and the oh. prize money, $1.1 million. Woo-hoo. Scary, that, isn't no, it? No, no. It's everywhere. See, it's <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's bloody everywhere. Once you think about it, I once know. you talk about you it. You can go nuts. Yeah. Yeah, you need to be able to sort of yeah. temper the mm. probe. Mm. Exactly. And just just talk about it. Do your adding up and And make your own judgments and don't be a pelican. The posse pulled up around the campfire. (laughs) It had been a hard day of bitter dust on the trail of the murderer. But spirits were lifted when Black Bruce realised it was bin night and the crew could download the Blindside podcast from the ABC Listen app. Now, just before we go on, Roy, Mm. one thing that I meant to say with the Suwali thing is that obviously Souths were prepared to sell the farm and distort their salary cap problems in coming years. But it's also been suggested they've sold their soul. Now, Mm. this raises many questions. Uh, The soul of a rabbit, uh, you know, which is a hard thing to find. Mm. And then the other thing is how would you know when they sold their soul, as in ka-ching, is Mm. it gone now or it's still there? Do you know what I mean? And who's Mm. got it once they sell it? Mm. I know you may not have answers to these things, but, Mm. of course, the... Look, I think you know you've sold your soul, HG, when you start worshipping... Eleven. Satan, Beelzebub, Mephistopheles. How many letters in Mephistopheles? Let's say eleven, just for argument's sake. Um, And when you believe that existence... Ah, yes. ...is created by the Dark Prince, not by the light of God... That's when you know you've sold your soul. Uh, and, of course, rugby league is all about redemption. Yes. Yeah, I know. I know. Seems to be going the other way. It is. It? it is. Mm. It is. It is. It is. Now, is there any suggestion that um, there's any, you know, burning of crosses and, you know, slaughtering? Six, six, six sl- being daubed up in yeah, blood. Yeah, yeah. No, slaughtering any animals and yeah. any of that over at uh, Redfin? The hutch. At the hutch. No. no any suggestion of that? Does... Uh, does Wayne Bennett smell of sulphur? <laughs> the rugby league fragrance, sulphur. <laughs> now, look. Um, but they'd be the telltale signs. Yes, yes, yes. You know, once you get that whiff of, ooh, what's that? Mm. You know, and you see 666 and horns <laughs> growing out of someone, some of the players' heads. And will they win yeah, with this act? <laughs> oh, often they yeah. do. Yes, that's right. <laughs> now, look, this is a, a good story and a bad story. It concerns. Um, the uh, Wellington-based uh, backyard attempt to win World World Cups mm-hmm. in the weirdest of all sports, which is to do with, um, you know, how can I put it, ancient weapons. Oh, ancient so weapons. So this is the International Medieval World Championships. 
Now, ancient weapon. Yeah, you, you I mean like, uh, like a club with a nail in it? That sort of thing. Yes, <laughs> a trio of warriors have spent uh, you know several weeks training to prepare for the international medieval world championships. This is in the Wellington backyard, right. persevering through the summer and uh, mm. obviously fighting with uh, thick padded armour to oh, stave yeah. off the blows. Sure. They'll be competing in the pole arm, the long sword and sword and shield events in a tournament in Scotland. Right. Their swords are made of real metal, although blunted, and their armour is made of real metal too. Right. Uh, it's a pretty expensive hobby. The armour protects you, according to uh, one of their spokespeople. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll just have to get this, Justin Harris. Mm-hmm. He says, it's, it's, I've been hit in the neck by a three-kilo axe. Yeah. So ooh, that's quite a lot of weight. It is. And it, it knocks you to the ground. But that's it. There's no further damage done because of the armour that you wear. Do they do an HIA after a blow like that? No, <laughs> it's just straight up and back into it. <laughs> a suit of armour can cost anything, I think, between 5000 and 25000 mm. Naturally, there are some complications which uh, come with taking swords and axes overseas. Justin says, I've had issues with at customs. I bet they I have. I bet they have. You'd have to put it in the hold, wouldn't you? You couldn't take it as on board. I don't think so, no. They'd, no, your they'd... big club with the nail, that's not going <laughs> to cut it. In the overhead locker. No. Now, usually you pull it out and show them and they get really interested and you start talking to them and they run out of time, so they send you through. <laughs> oh, right. oh, hang on, don't give people ideas. <laughs> what? What is a way of getting through customs quickly? You pull it you, out. You pull out the, the, nail. the club. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. They say, what's that? Oh, what do you got that for? Oh, well, I'm... I'm on my way to... I'm on my way to Ironfest at Lithgow. Exactly. That's the sort of thing they cook up there. Don't they do reenactments they of do. ancient... Clubs and nails. Mm. Now, Harris admitted the sport may be seen as kind of odd, but argue it's as legitimate as any other. It's a fairly new sport. Mm. That can't be right. Fighting with... What have they got here? Uh, Fighting with long swords. Long sword pole arm. They've been doing that for They're minutes. doing that since Henry VIII <laughs> and before. William the Conqueror. Just dead wrong. He started it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Fairly new sport, but it's built Bloody up. Hell, in... You should have seen his club. Oh, should have no, seen his right. nail. Yeah, I can't pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> the international, it's new on the international stage. Yeah, it's but certainly... I understand that the armour, I mean, sometimes you get a tool. I don't know if you've seen Henry VIII's armour. I have. Beautifully tooled. Would have cost a fortune. I know, but that was because they had time and oh, they had yeah. the crafts or whatever they you call them, the guilds that made up the armour. You know, I did leather skirts for a long time. Oh, yeah. Drawing pins in the base and all that sort of stuff. Sure, sure. Now. And, of course, you're smithy. Yes, smithy, that's right. Bang, 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 <laughs> heated up, bang, bang, bang. It certainly could be in the Olympics, according to Justin. It's well, of a, course it could. It's a skills-based game using weapons. Yes. Which basically they've got already there in fencing, but this is just a step up. Well, what a lovely balance that would be with Peter Beattie in 2032 on the Gold Coast. You've got Test cricket on the one hand and you've got the bloody spi- yeah. the spiky bloody... Pelican shot. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dana uh, bergen Wayman is hoping to earn a medal representing New Zealand in the women's pole arm and longsword battles. What's the pole arm? No, I'm not sure. No, She's one of the female know. champions who's competed for New Zealand in a sport historically that didn't welcome women. I bet it didn't. I bet it didn't. Uh, <laughs> chopping off. Yeah. You know, and can you have someone with a club with the nail against someone with a sword? I think so. Can you mix, mix and match that? Mix and match, yeah. Like the Romans did, you know, someone would have the... The, 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 the net. The and net the and the trident. And the, others had and the other a, bloke would just have a... A buckler and yeah. sword, yeah. Mm. Uh, we, we, we're not going hard out in training... The last thing you want to be doing in competition is carrying your arm back home in a bag. 
I'll say this. The international competition Titian kicks off on Thursday, I assume a couple of days ago, right. with all three of New Zealand champions set to fight it out against, wait for it, 27 other countries. Isn't that fantastic? It is a story, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Is there any talk of Sonny Bill Williams? How to build a healthy community, form a club, build a clubhouse, win matches. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Now, Roy, uh, you know, Rugby League has done tremendously well with its COVID protocols, but the AFL has had to step in and warn clubs they risk the loss of premiership points and draft picks. Mm. Very heavy. After uh, four clubs were fined for COVID breaches, including uh, Brooke Cochin, who's the boss, uh, who's the captain at Richmond Tigers, yeah. uh, that may have cost, um, you know, 20000 Brooke Cochin is obviously the partner of the skip, mm. uh, Cochin, and right. um, she went off for a facial. Oh, right. Now, the league's determination to send a message to every AFL player and their family saw Hawthorne here with a $50,000 fine mm. after players went searching for food at the SCG. Uh, you know, they, Hawthorne, that was last weekend where they lost badly. Yeah. They went roaming around looking for some food. Oh, no. Was there. Anyway. Uh, those three non-selected players who strayed from the sanctioned corporate box in search of sustenance each cost the club 25000 given half the fine was suspended. Well, why couldn't they have just had a plate of sandwiches or something? I know, or a pie. Or a pie. Or... But surely you think the club administration, you know, whoever's running the Hawthorne yeah. club. Yeah. I mean, remember the club. where are you lot going? It, or, Get back in here. Yeah, exactly. We've got pies in here. Yes. They're in the microwaves now. Mm. Now, similarly, Richmond found out there was no such thing as a free Gold Coast facial after they were hit with a $45,000 fine. Instagram post about a facial at Essence Day Spa was quickly de- deleted by Brooke Cochin but cost the club still $20,000. We oh, mentioned that earlier. no. She, see, uh, well, see, I, my understanding was with the, if the families joined the team on the Gold mm. Coast, then they can you know, go for a swim, have a facial, go get your the, hair done, get, get go to the shops. But that's not the case. They've got to stay no. in the room, have they? Is that it? I'm not sure what they're allowed to do and what they're not allowed well, to do. They're, this obviously, they, they're not sure either. Well, I mean, the murderer has spoken to them. Are there no. any rules? He's trying to kill them off. He's trying to kill them off. Obviously, kill the. I mean, not only do they, does he want the. Competition stopped. He wanted to be penniless, the participants to be penniless, finding them all the time for these breaches. And surely, to goodness, there should be some sort of, you know uh, how in a crime scene there's that yeah. blue and white police tape? Yes. They should mark out an area with that yes. and say, you cannot go beyond that yes. tape. Yes, yes. We will have people, ticketed people, approved people to come in and give you facials if you make yep. a booking online yep. and so as they know when it's time to come. Yep. And please try and work it out so we coordin- yep. co- coordinate that there might be five facials but to be done at one time. Could I suggest, HG, that this is looming as a bit of a Victorian problem, isn't it? I mean, we have people who have the virus... In Victoria, who are supposed to be in self-isolation, who aren't, they go mm. out and about, mm. and you take these Victorians, friends and family of players, up to the Gold Coast. Off they go out. Off and they about. go out and about. And the reverse of that is when people go from Queensland to Victoria, they come back. Yes. Off they go out and about. Yeah. Mainly past the uh, telling the uh, people at the border they were doing something else apart from what they're really doing. Mm. Look, I. I I mean, did they know what they were getting into, the clubs? 
as in the wives and girlfriends can come or the yeah. wives and kids can come, yeah. partners can come. Yeah. But then, of course, there's nothing. No, nothing to do. Nothing to just to do. sit around the room and watch TV. Home and away all day. Look for a game of rugby league. What? Oh. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> now, <laughs> that would be very embarrassing. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's a sad story. Isn't it is it? a very sad story, and there's a long way to go. Yeah, I think we've just started the forty days of. Mm. AFL. Oh, that's right. Thirty-nine games in twelve hours. Twelve hours. Yeah, <sighs> going to be hard on the players. Oh, a lot of the hard teams on the friends and family. They've got to stand around and do nothing. Watch, <laughs> and then of course they lose. So Freddie comes home grumpy. Down in the dumps. Down in the dumps. Can we go out to eat? No. no. <laughs> what are we going to do? You're doing it. The AFL Opera, A Murderer Calls. Four quarters of blood, mayhem, death, sloop-pointing north action and getting the hard ones on the turn previews this October across Australia. Sponsored by Bludging on the Blind Side. Just uh, changing the tone a little bit here to cheerier notes or sort of cheerier notes. That Qatar sticking its bib into Peter Beattie's uh, bid for the games in 2032. Now, what worries me here is are we back to the old way of doing things at the Olympics? You know, people have to spend a fortune, you know, under the counter in the brown paper bag area, giving out footballs and buying swimming pools for people Mm. and you know, setting up tennis courts and... Well, it's very know. successful. Yeah. Modus operandi, isn't it? I mean, yeah. everyone knew where they stood. You know, you've got to have the baubles, you've got to have those diamond rings, you've got to have, as you say, the boot full of brown paper bags filled with mm-hmm. you-know-what. Mm-hmm. Or if they want something else, offer that. Yeah. So... So oh, that's how it's always been. That's how... They're the foundation building blocks of the Olympic Games. See, Qatar has the World Cup they do. coming up. They do. And uh, they'll have all the facilities built. They they'll do. probably do they a will. very good job. They will do a good job. Uh, It'll be top... all air-conditioned. The whole country's air-conditioned <laughs> now, isn't it? It's a huge biosphere. Yeah, the whole country's air-conditioned. I don't know how they've done it, but they've done it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's the cheap oil, isn't it? I mean, That's, that's right. That's it does everything. It changes oil. the whole thing. Yeah. Now, the thing is here, um, I mean... Newly elected IOC Vice President John Coates, who we know, won't have a, uh, a vote in the, obviously, in the uh, mm-hmm. coming up for Qatar or, or Gold Coast right. and remains independent of the future host commission. But the Australian Olympic uh, Committee President, mm-hmm. as Australian Olympic, he would love to be part of the IOC executive if Australia is awarded the third Olympics. He said he believes hosting the 2032 Games could supercharge Australia's sporting landscape in the same way as Melbourne in 1956 and Sydney did in 2000. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, I think that's that's right. Yeah, he'd know. Yeah. Supercharge. Supercharge it. Yeah. The rugby league we're seeing today is a direct result of the games in 2000. We're in 56. Oh, 56. Mm. Hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. Without doubt. Without doubt. Yep. Yep. You get things supercharged, (laughs) don't you? You do. And that's what Australia needs at the moment. We need more focus and more energy on sport, don't we? Well, we do, I well, suppose. Well, I think we do. In the COVID right. climate. Yeah, in, yeah, COVID. in a COVID climate. We've, mm. we've got to imagine a post-COVID climate. We've got to be post-COVID ready so that we can be supercharged. And you what know, the, I, I'd like to imagine, you know, that, that uh, for every Joseph Suwali. There'd be 50. There, there are 100 of them, you know, just waiting for the supercharged moment to come out of the woodwork and 
Off it say, goes. here I am, put yeah. the hand up, you know. Yeah. I'm 12, you know, I weigh 180 kilos and I can run like buggery. Where do you want me? <laughs> just, just by the by, would if uh, Cam Smith tore up his contract with the Melbourne Storm mm. and said, I'll play AFL, mm-hmm. would that be the sort of headline <laughs> <laughs> that would be a shock. Yeah, it would. Well, it wouldn't would, it? Wouldn't it? Well, it turned out as a swan. Yeah. <laughs> well, funnier things happen. Funnier things have happened. He could probably play pretty well as a swan. Maybe. Now, um, the, at the uh, Games next year in 2021, mm. there might be less of a focus on the cultural aspects of the opening ceremony but retaining the traditional aspect. As far as the IOC is concerned, President Thomas Bark said mm. uh, the sports uh, and the field of play and what will remain available to the athletes will still be there, oh. i.e., you know, if you've got a shot put, there'll be a ring there. Oh, good. And maybe no crowd, but mm. nonetheless the people can fly in for the day, do the shot and piss off. Okay. Now, there's no talk of changing or reducing the size of the games in that area. In Tokyo, if we are looking to reduce complexity and we haven't finalised on these things, there might be less of a focus on the cultural aspects of an opening ceremony but retaining the traditional aspects. Now, oh, so you just have the march in, the, the teams march in in order? Are we allowed that? Can they do that anymore? With, I in a COVID world? See where I was going Social to. distancing, one and a half metres apart? Gee, the line would go forever, wouldn't it? It would. Now, and could you trust the athletes not to no. break cover? Oh, break COVID, COVID yeah. protocols. Yeah. Now, you see in, uh, let's say, Sydney, mm. there was that terrific opening ceremony with, uh, you know, sort of Nicky Webster and, uh, oh, was you it, know, was, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Rick Birch organised I think Rick Birch did do it. Incredible job. The man from Snowy River. Man from Snowy River. Remember that? The whips cracking, the horses, you know. Remember Nicky Webster flying all over the place in the joint? That's right. And So we're not going to have that? No. But the Japanese, you know, they, they, they'll lose something. They'll have someone come out and maybe eat a little bit of sushi. Right. Something like that. Right. <laughs> or kill one of those fish, you know, that oh, yeah, kill you if you eat them, if they're not cut yeah. up properly. <laughs> Blowfish or something, isn't it? I think that's right. <laughs> I'm no expert on No, Japanese well, I see. I've never seen cuisine. that. That could be fascinating as an I opening t- ceremony. Yeah. Blowfish comes out or... Lights up tank. to reveal. Yeah, tank. Yeah, tank or blowfish lying on yeah. a slab. Yeah. Out comes chef. Chukutijuk. Got the special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That weird. Choppers. Performance art that they go in for with their food. Yep. Now, I'll tell you what would be great would be to get Plate of Origin, this new show that's obviously going to set the world on fire. I've got no idea. All I see is ads on TV for Maddie and Manu. And, right. Uh, I haven't it, seen any of oh, they, they promoted Plate of Origin. Where's it's it starting? world show. Oh, look, world. I know the show. I know, I know, I know it's coming, but I don't know when. No, neither do I. Okay. But you've seen the promos. I know. Where'd you watch it? I wasn't watching it. You didn't take it in. No, I didn't take it in. I saw Manu, that's enough. I saw uh, Fat Gary. No, I did I? Yeah, I saw Gary. Yeah, Gary. And I saw uh, Matt. Big, big Matt. Big Matt, yeah. And did, he, did Matt have the cravat? Oh, he had the whole lot and he had the fork in the hand and he stuck it into a bit of sushi and ate it. it was just no incredible. way. Yeah, yeah. Just well, there's your opening ceremony. I know. <laughs> <laughs> The 2020 Olympic Games are now the 2021 agenda. This change of date is the greatest Olympic challenge ever. If anyone can pull it off, it'll be the awesome foursome of John Coates, Lord Gosper, Bruce McAvaney and Dick Pound. The Olympics could not be in safer hands than these four bludgers on the blind side. 
Yes, of course. Um, Roy Fugu is the name of the fish. Oh, okay. I've yeah. never had it. Have you? No, no. I haven't had no. it. Never but, been uh, game, you know. Oh, I haven't been game It always looks great. You think, oh, man, that looks good. Do, are you worried about virus transmission from Fugu to humans? Mm, not so much, no, no. No. Okay. Now, Australia's 2027 Rugby World Cup hopes have been rocked by the emergence of Russia as a contender uh, to host the uh, Games flagship tournament. Now, we broke, we mentioned this in our opening comments some time ago, yeah. but this is this has just shocked me. Shocked me. I mean, I just thought, oh. I'm not going. I'm not going to Russia. No. No way. Can I point out that I thought, you know, we'd had this in the bag, that yeah. the deals had been done and the brown paper bags were lined up, so etc., and everything was going tickly-boo. Yeah. But it just doesn't appear like that. The Russian Rugby Federation confirmed it was preparing an application of using the stadiums from, guess what, the 2018 oh. FIFA World Cup. This is the Qatar proposal. They're yeah. following in the yeah. same footsteps. Yeah. The necessary consultations were held with participation of the Minister of Sports. That's... Vladimir Putin, obviously, mm, yeah. and the drug people. Yeah. By the end of the year, detailed information and criteria for the application are expected. Uh, the uh, this is the Russian rugby football said. The initiative has received support from the Russian president. No surprises there. He loves his rugby. Australia was considered favourites. Mm. Uh, US and South Africa may be. You know, yeah. they were also rants in my view. But Russia inside running in the shadows of the oh, post. Oh, that's very disappointing. Given all the work that's going into Concord Oval. <laughs> uh, it's just incredible. It's incredible, it? isn't it? And the shoot shield. I know. And I know. Shoots, shoots back. Everyone's yeah. talking about it. Yeah. I mean, sure, it doesn't look as if many people are watching it, but I'm doesn't sure they matter. are. But And then tonight, I think the <clears> They're just not letting on, you know, when uh, I don't know how they do the uh, ratings. Yeah, people come to right. the door and say, were you watching the shoot shield? People are going to probably say no when they were. Because <laughs> they don't <laughs> want to look like dicks. That's right. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to be like That's what rugby's got to ask itself. Yeah. Do you yeah. want to be a bunch of pelicans or not? <laughs> yeah. Now, the other thing, of course, is this is at a time when the Western Force is destroying mm. the uh, competition, the national competition at the moment. You know, sure, mm. there's only four teams in it, yeah. but they're the dominant team without a doubt. <clears> the I'm force. sure they aren't winning yet. No, but they, they will. They will. Once they everybody once they get a hang of global rapid rugby and what it means, imagine that sending the forces the Australian representative to the competition in Russia. Well, that'd be fantastic. I know, I know that would be a vindication of it everything. Would, it rugby. would, it would. Is New Zealand going? I uh, doubt it. Doubt it. <laughs> I think they've got the hump and they won't do anything about it. Yeah. You know, yeah, they, remember yeah. they they had a standoff with uh, with Australian rugby. Imagine the, the oh rugby, yes, they, they the, did the strength they'd have there. That's right. They've got a problem. That they their problem with Australian rugby is that we're not good enough for them to play us anymore. Is that I it? Think that's right. I think that's right. At at the at what well, it's going to say the club level. Well, yeah. It's not the club level, but the the state level. Yeah. I suppose is the yeah, yeah, regional yeah, yeah, yeah. level. Regional yeah, level. Yeah, no, we're yeah. not very good. Well, we've seen Russia play. We saw Russia play in Kenya or someone, I think. Yes. In, uh, uh, we saw in Hong Kong Hong Kong Sevens. Sevens. Yeah. It, they they looked pretty professional, didn't they? They looked they? very professional. They had enough numbers. The shorts were right and numbers on the back. Numbers all on the back. It all added up. And that's a fair while ago. They would have improved for then. They would have. And look what they did with the World Football Cup a few years ago. Yeah. They did. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. I think they got a toweling from Kenya that day. They, they did. Yeah. I was very disappointed. So it was I. I. We left after Not that we could thing. see too much because the atmosphere was a bit challenging, it wasn't was. it? It was. It yeah. was. <laughs> anyway. Um, look, I, I mm. just don't know where this goes. I mean, uh, are we – I know we've got the hunt with China. Obviously, we're going to start bombing. Well, China's not putting their hand up for uh, the Rugby World Cup, are they? Don't be surprised. 
That'd be one right in the eye for the foreign affairs it people. It would, it? wouldn't it? What are they going to do? Maybe back to Hong Kong. Right. Where would they know they can stage where a competition? they know they can stage a competition. Yeah. I mean, this is this is what happens when you allow, you know, mm. non-professional, as in, I don't mean to bag Russia, they're no. obviously very good at their football, but not rugby. No. You allow anybody to put their hand yeah, up. I, I mean, where's it going to end up? In Vanuatu. Yeah, exactly. Bludging on the blind side as a proud supporter of the interfaith, club-neutral, ecumenical church service for players, officials, fans and families held weekly at 6am at Lotto Land. No need to book, just turn up. And, uh, Roy, now it's time for another bit of loot. Yes. Uh, this lot of loot is, uh, well, it's an old favourite, but uh, it's still timely. 20 years ago, Roy and I were involved in making a program about the Olympics and there's uh, VHS is still floating around and we got a couple. we got the Dream Week 1 and the Dream Week 2 still in their cellophane wrap, never been used. Uh, VHS, of course, wonderful colours on VHS, wonderful sound on VHS. People are going back to VHS. Uh, I did see that somehow it had become uh, a VHS had become a collector's item sometime during the week. Anyway. The week one and week two of the dream. That's our next bit of loot. What's the That's question? That's fantastic. The question is, HG, name a sign that indicates a club has sold its soul. Oh, very good question. Isn't it? There's a few. There are a few. And yeah. we want two of them. Oh, we? well, I'm going to go and go with one. But one. if someone wants to value add, that's fine. <laughs> Camped on the blind side, the tent flaps are flapping, and you need a big stink from Roy and HG. Who are we talking to? Uh, yeah, before we get to our caller, HG, yes. it's been, my attention has just been drawn uh, to a bargain bin at Chemist Warehouse in Newtown, which is an eau de toilette put out by the NRL yeah. in East's colours, this one. Right. So there has been. Right. Now, An NRL ode to toilet, toilet around for some time by the looks. Now, is the bargain basement the idea of a sort of $2 shop? Yeah. As in you might cost, say, $29 or $24.99 if you go online, mm. but if you have a look around in bargain basements, you get for two ninety nine. Two ninety nine, yeah. So it's a big mover then. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Now, who are we talking there. to? We're joined by Michael from Coffs Harbour. How are you there, Michael? Giddy up. I'm well, thanks, gentlemen. Yeah, good. Now, how's how's your uh, afternoon panning out? If, is there any local rugby league you're going to go and be having a look at? No, I'll be watching the Eagles tonight. Play golf this morning. Yes. And uh, on my way home to the uh, the beautiful end of the northern beaches of what we call Coffs Harbour. Yeah. Now, how'd you go at the golf this morning? Were they coming out off the club head nicely? Um. Occasionally. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's the way. Golf, how was your putting? Such a hard game. Yeah, how was your putting? Oh, the putting was brilliant. Oh, good. That's yeah. that, that's where I excel. Yeah, it's just your long game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, your long game. Remember, of course, you uh, tee off for show and you putt for dough. Is that how you see it? That's right. Michael? Yeah. And were you playing by yourself or did you have a series of mates there who uh, made up a oh. foursome? No, not the usual, the usual four that play on a Saturday. Yep. And uh, what one of our blokes uh, excelled unbelievably, but Good. still, not a winner, not a greener, because always beaten by a handicap. Ah, yes. Yeah. Now, how's the course looking at the moment? Have you had a lot of rain in your area recently? And if so, how's the um, drainage in the course? Coffs Harbour's pretty good. They've 
it's, it's a really good golf course. Um, you know, it, it actually does wonders when it does rain. Uh, briefly, if it rains for a long time, she can be a bit muddy. Yes. But, you know, it's like playing a private course in the city. Yes. Yes. Now, give us an idea of the status of uh, golf in the community. You know, we've had golf month, and uh, as you know, Roy and I are right up behind golf month, and we try and do our best to get people in the community of all ages dragging the bag. You know, is, is golf going through a resurgence in Coffs Harbour? Um, it's hard to tell. Uh-huh. Um, the, the membership is increasing. Good. It's getting harder to find a game. Good. There's still plenty of knuckleheads out there. Don't you worry about that. Right. What about the uh, young kids? Are you seeing a lot of kids there on sports afternoons? No, disappointingly, that's not happening. Oh, I think we'll they're see. all mum and dad are taking them to soccer oh. if they can because of COVID. There's not much happening at all, of course. Right. Oh, yeah. um, no, disappointingly, there is very few kids playing golf. Well, see, I think the club has got to reach out into the high schools and the primary schools and get kids thinking about golf. I mean, it just doesn't happen by osmosis. It's got to, you've got to actually get out there and do it. I think they've tried that, Roy. Oh. I think they've tried that. They've given it a good shoot. But the problem with golf is it bites a hell of a lot into your day. It's not like, oh, you know, you're there for an hour or 90 minutes, whatever. It's a four and a half hour trot. No, that's true. true. Mum and dad can't be out there with them and, you know, who's going to yell at them from the sidelines? You can't do that on the golf course. No, that's true. Beautifully observed. That that is well observed. Now, Michael, let uh, Roy shout out the question and have a swing at it. Now, Michael, name a sign that's indicated that a club has sold its soul. Well, I believe it's probably... The sacrificing of animals to the devil. That'll do. That's an excellent answer. Yes. (laughs) I've got to say, I've never thought of the hindrance that golf has is that parents can't bellow at kids from the (laughs) sideline. I think you've hit the nail on the head. Anyway, Michael, we'll get the uh, videos to you during the week and thanks very much for being part of Bludging on the Blind Side. The World Boxing Federation is committed to the development of the quantum computer, supports astronomy and believes in rational debate. No other sport has made such commitments. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Yes, I'm Roy, just changing the uh, subject for a while, uh, cricket. There's, this concerns me. There is renewed push to reduce the number of Sheffield Shield games and some believe a strong chance the one-day Marsh Cup competition may not be played at all as cricket counts the cost of the no, uh, no, pandemic. No, no, that can't happen. No, the, the Marsh Cup is too important, isn't it? What is the Marsh Cup? <laughs> is that after Swampy Marsh? Uh, or? Swampy or, or Sean? Sean or Mitchell. Sean or Mitchell, the Marsh. The Marsh, the Marsh boys. Mm. I haven't heard of the Marsh Cup. It could it be Rod Marsh? Oh, more likely, yeah, it would be, yeah, yeah, yes. Rod Marsh. What a now, great keeper Rod Marsh was. The Sheffield Shield and all elements yep. of Australian domestic state cricket yep. fixtures are under pressure with states balking at requests from Cricket Australia to contribute to the biosecurity bill in a meeting this week. Well, no surprises no there. No surprises there. Imagine the COVID protocols... At a cricket game. At a cricket game. I mean, if you no, have... it'd be the same deal. It's just a bath full of sanitizer, and the players have just got to strip off, hop go, in, yeah. get out, shower, gear on, 
walk out into the middle. I know. It's as easy as that. I know. doesn't cost much. Oh, well, you know, the sanitizer can cost a bit, but you can get a... Bulk, if you buy in bulk... From get, Bunnings. Yeah. Yeah, you get a, quite a good deal. Yeah, or make your own. Clubs can make their own. It's not that hard. And bit then of, they bit could sell it And a bit of, you know, make it up. <laughs> Just think about it. That's right. Some, some sort of alcohol to kill the bugs. Yeah. And then, well, and then do you have worries with, you know... <laughs> A cricket oval's big. The ball goes outside the fence. Oh, all of a you sudden mean you... no sixes? Well, I hadn't thought of that. Oh wouldn't you well, have to alter rules? no. Wouldn't you have a? Wouldn't you have a whole lot of balls if the ball goes out over the? You leave you, it there. You leave it there. Right. Right. Now, does that become a public health issue? Someone picking a, a random well, person walking around? Well, maybe they're not allowed to spit anymore. No, I know. What if someone picks up that ball? So you've got to police it. Haven't you? Mm. We'd have to have high fences. High fences, yeah. Victorian cricket is the most vulnerable, but New South Wales is obviously, for the obvious reasons, mm. is not far behind with teams from both states facing the prospect of having to set up a training base outside their home to avoid quarantine restrictions. Well, that's all well and good, yeah. but as you're alluding to is the playing mm. of the game itself mm. might be too hard to contain within yeah. the protocols. Yeah. Yes. Um, Especially you are working on the ball. Can I just say states and head office uh, are sorting priorities and counting the costs mm. in an ever-changing environment. The BBL, the WBBL, these uh, will survive unscathed, yeah. but the Shield, the Marsh Cup, the WNCL and other competitions are under scrutiny as the expense of putting players into the biosecurity. But become, now, maybe we have to think about changing the rules. I mean, Rugby League changed the rules. Did, yes. Uh, it allowed Cam Smith to referee every game. <laughs> That's right. So... Now, yeah. <laughs> what might, we might have to think about mm. is rule changes. So is mm. – I'm not sure where this I'm goes. I'm not sure where this goes. No, look, I think there can be elegant solutions with the ball issue, HG. Doesn't the umpire just have to have a bucket full of sanitizer and dunk, and the, dunk ball, the ball in you know, between every delivery? Yeah, but, you know, they're going to be – people are going to get thick sanitizer and coat it on one oh, side. Oh, no. Well, no, mm. not if oh. – not unless the the ump does it, you know. Yeah. Is the ump using though metho or something like that? Well, to well the ump could make it up, you know, a bit of caro, a yeah. bit of this, a yeah. bit of that, a bit yeah, of alcohol. Yeah, the turps, the milk. Turps, oh, you got yeah. it. <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> what I don't quite understand is why we're out of. But that's it. all right. But couldn't we uh, pick Alice Springs, for example? Couldn't yeah, we set right. up a bubble for all the teams competing in the Marsh Cup? To go to Alice to Springs. To go to Alice Springs where they're in month. lockdown for a month. Yeah. We resolve the Marsh Cup. Whew, you beauty. Who won again? Yeah, I don't I've know. Forgotten. But yeah, <laughs> forgotten. The Pelicans. Um, look, you're absolutely right. I think that is the way forward. And yeah. remember, of course, in certain times we used to have teams come to Australia in the middle of winter and play in the, you know, the, yeah. largely the top end. The like, top end, yeah. You know, Northern Territory and yep. Cairns and so on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we might be back to that in some ways. Yeah, we might. Um, we might, but it's going to be difficult when India arrives. Wow. Oh, they're they not going to like it in a, doing the sunny bill for two weeks. They're, they're not. not they're I not think they've like said that. they're not going to do the sunny Well, they've bill. said they're not going to do it. Yeah. So they might have to go straight to Darwin or straight to Alice Springs into the Marsh Cup lock-up. Hang on, are they going to be in the Marsh Cup well, now? Well, no, but they can sit and watch. Watch. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> you know, not a bad idea. Do a bit of barracking. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I, what I find though here is is that it the 
we come back to the thing is everything's changing. Yeah. We just don't know what's going to change. So maybe we have to reinvent the game of cricket. You know, like they have that game called 100. I'm not quite sure what it is. Mm. 100 balls, oh, you know, right. in England. I mean, that's not really what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, but it doesn't about. matter how many balls are no, involved. The same issues are going to be there. People okay. close to one another. I mean, slips. Can They've I, got to be 1.5 metres apart. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know? Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off there. But yeah. where I was going was, remember a while ago, I think it might have been 1980, mm. the uh, New Zealand people came out with the idea of a bowling underarm. Oh, yeah. Now, maybe that's what we need to think about. If you rolled the ball along the ground, you'd have to be pretty good to hit Very it. Very hard to hit a six. Thanks. That keeps the ball Thanks. confined. Is that, that what you mean? Well, that's how you've got to be lateral thinking here. Yeah. You just can't go out there and think, oh, All right, we'll design the game so it can be played in the nets. <laughs> yeah. Now. Yeah. Now we're getting somewhere. Exactly. That's perfect. You know, a bucket of sanitizer. A net. And the nets. And all of a sudden you've got something. You've got something that looks like cricket. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. And certainly a lot of the rules of cricket can stay in place. They can. You know, snick, caught behind, etc. Of course. Yeah, different parts of the net that's hit for certain uh, yeah. points. This is rules of indoor cricket. I yes. Think you're talking about. Bring yeah. it out into yep. the open. Exactly. Shine a light. Exactly. And on that cheerful note, it's time to pack up the stumps and move on with the card table in the back of the ute. Thanks very much for being part of the show this morning at your end. That's it from Bludging on the Blind Side for another week. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio, and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.